If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Happy NLL Thursday to everyone in the sports universe. It is February the 24th, 2022. This is the AM Drive on Twitter Sports. We are live. For Aaron Crouch and our two guests, Cody Jansen and Callum Crawford, I am Michael Carvelos. Aaron, what's going on, dude? Oh, I had a weird dream last night, man. Oh, Lord. No, it's not bad or graphic or sexual or anything. No, I had a dream last night that we were doing the show here, and I don't remember what the topic was, but apparently it was something I was really like passionate about or engaged in. I was talking and talking, and by the time I stopped talking, you you looked at me just with this dumb face and just like this WTF face, and it turns out I had talked all the way until like 9.30 in the morning, like way after our show ever ends. 9.30 my time. Well, I'm, right. seven, you know, I'm 7 o'clock over here. But whatever reason, it was like 9.30 in the morning. And you just looked at me like, dude, WTF, like what the hell were you just doing there? And and I got we got into this like little little argument like, why didn't you stop? Anyways, it was a weird dream. And then I woke up. So I don't know. I thought that was. It was a nightmare because we almost lost the AM drive right there. Yeah, we almost we almost uh, we almost had the, the the band splitting up kind of argument in my Ooh, dream. Maybe maybe it was foreshadowing. I'm okay. Uh oh, that's rough. Ooh. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sip on my mango drink here. I probably wake up in tears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is possibly the best morning show, and dare I say we're at the lowest price? What do I mean by that? I mean by going to our shop amdrive.online. You can get the best merchandise in podcasting for cheap. It's literally that simple. AM Drive Online featuring the Black Edition mug. So this puppy right here, while it is fantastic and gorgeous, the black one looks way better. I've been waiting for a black mug. It's finally available. Only 14 bucks plus shipping and handling, but that's all that's all fine print, whatever. 14 Wait, hold bucks. That mug up again. Hold huh? that mug up again. Pow. No, back back. On your against your body, back against it looks so tiny from far away. It looked like no, like, I have uh, big hands. And I'm yeah, I was gonna so. say your hands are massive. It looks like a tiny, like little teacup, like you would with a little, you know, six year old girl play tea. Fun fact: I've held a burger before, like a Buffalo Wild Wings burger, and someone took a picture because it looked like a crystal in my hand. That's insane. You have large paws, dude. Thank you. Just call <laughs> me the Michigan Panthers. Oh God! Oh, so you're really. You're really crappy at football. No, I just I'm, I could I think anybody could do well in the USFL. Um, so let's get into German <laughs> football, baby. This is really a, a, a interesting thing here. NFL out of all places, we had Mexico City, we had Las Vegas. I'm kidding. Um, we had London for years. Um, NFL will not have a game in Munich, Germany, Munich. in this year. What is it? Munich. Oh, same thing. No offense to the people across the world, but same thing. I don't like this. I think it's dumb. Yeah, I'm. Uh, 
I'm not 100% on board. I, I kind of like, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of sitting on the fence because this would sound really hypocritical to say I absolutely 100% am against this because I don't mind the London games. I don't mind the Mexico City games. Just the match. I just, I just, I'm only a fan of maybe doing one of them a year or, God forbid, two max. And if you want to make it on a rotating schedule, that's fine. But having six, seven, eight games outside of the country for the football season, I mean, it's already, the, the NFL season's already hard enough. Right. That was it. Oh, that's, that's it? Come on. I mean, yes. Like, it's it's basically, there's five international games in 2022. Three in the UK, oh. one in Mexico, and one in Germany. And we know the Jaguars are in bed with this whole, you know, London, Jacksonville thing. So they're pretty much always there every year. Correct me if I'm wrong. They are always there every year. Uh, yeah. I'm hoping because of the relationship that was just fostered between Tampa Bay and Munich that that Tampa Bay is not the one to have to go there (laughs) it it looks like that might be the case and I'm not happy about it I mean just stupid like it's uh, I mean I think Mexico I think Mexico has great fans by the way um I've seen them 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 do football they're they're incredible um as for London I I I get it I, I get it but it's like you know the, the fact they're always putting, they're always forcing the Jaguars down those guys' necks is just really weird to me. It's almost like a way of like getting them out of Jacksonville while at the same time having an international. I don't, I'm not a fan of it. This this might be a crazy solution. I'm actually more in favor of putting a Super Bowl there than I am putting regular season games in these countries. While that would never happen because the U.S. would catch itself on fire, I would 100% <laughs> behind that. Yeah, that's that's my. That'd be the, that'd be the, if you want to go, that's the thing to do, but it, it's never going to happen. Yeah, for me, that's the uh, that's the solution, and that's my solution offered up instead of just whining about it. I like crying yeah. about. I'm kidding. I mean, a lot, a lot of people, especially like people, you know, sometimes people at work, you know, they want to cry, 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 but don't offer a solution. You know, what would you change? Well, I, you know, I don't know. Well, if you don't have anything productive to offer, I don't really want to listen to your concerns, but. That's my solution to it. So if the Jaguars go over there, are they going to like, – how many teams will be in that division and when the division consists of Mexico City, Munich, and, and London? That'd be quite the oh. weird demographic. That'd be quite the weird – Talk about expansion. That's what I'm saying. But, like, I'm just talking about, like, all the internet. That would just be weird. Like, they're obviously – if they want the Jaguars over there, you got to do a lot more than just put the Jaguars over there, pal. My guess would be I wouldn't – I wouldn't don't know if they'd necessarily put the Jaguars, but if they do, I think they'd add a second London, second, you know, England team, a Munich team, and a Mexico City. Which Mexico City would have to be at a different uh, to be have to be in a different division than the teams over in Europe. But uh, maybe maybe those teams will be in like the AFC Far East. <laughs> no, no good. <laughs> that's pretty good. And then we'll also have the Middle East. I'm kidding. That's that's not gonna happen. Um, yeah, you put a team in Dubai. Right. Chargers and Jaguars. That's the teams I want over there. Okay. I don't want anybody over there. Me either. Troy Inkman. Huh. Ooh, Former nice. Cowboy. I like that. <laughs> Michael, you come up with that? Uh, yes, I did. Um, Former Cowboys quarterback and Fox analyst. 
Troy Aikman to join ESPN's Monday Night Football for a big-time deal. Thank God! I am so tired of hearing this totally unbiased Cowboys quarterback broadcast all these games of the week that happen to be Cowboys games. Baloney! This has been long overdue. I guess ESPN is, is trying to save its last breath here because no one even likes Aikman. Maybe it's just because he's with Joe Buck. They don't like him. I personally think that crew is, is, is atrocious, and the fact they're doing, like I said, Cowboys games really irks my nerves. What is your take on this? So, you know, it's funny that you say those things because I'm actually on the complete opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I enjoy the games they call. However, I am not tuning into a game solely because of an announcer or a color commentator or a play-by-play guy. Like I'm not if my team like let's just say let's just say the Bucks and the and the the Giants are playing a game and you know the Seahawks and Texans are playing but Joe Aikman and Troy Buck Joe sure. Buck and Troy Aikman are doing the Seahawks game. I'm not going to not watch the Bucks game because Troy Aikman. Oh, I got to go watch Troy. I got to see what Troy Aikman says. So for me, I mean, it's good for Troy. You're striking while the iron's hot here in this spot because I know this is all the rage, especially with talks of like Sean McVay, Sean Payton getting into the booth, talks of these coaches because the salaries. I mean, you say he just make he's making seventeen or eighteen million dollars a year. You can't make that coaching in the NFL, as, as crazy as it sounds. Right. So I can understand why these this might be the new hip trend for coaches to leave the sidelines early for the booth, and Troy Aikman's kind of getting in there before. I know he kind of wanted to be with Al Michaels and Thursday Night Football, which is Amazon Prime's new thing they're going to be doing uh, a little bit more heavier. Um, but I, I don't – you could sign him to whatever you want. It, to me, and maybe I'm in the minority, uh, to me, uh, what announcer is doing the game, I could care less. I mean, I know, I know what I'm going to get for Sunday Night Football with Collinsworth and Michaels. I knew at least last year on Monday night I was going to get Levy, uh, Riddick, and Greasy. I don't particularly. Well, that was care. annoying. Yeah, I don't particularly care for that crew. But at the same time, you pay this guy seventeen million dollars. You pay Al Michaels thirty million dollars. There's one button on my remote that makes them worthless. It's called mute. Yeah, but I mean, I know Shannon Sharp even talks. I, I can't do that. But that's hard to do. Unless, of course, unless, of course, I used to, fun fact about me, I know you've probably seen me do this before, I I used to be banned from Twitter multiple times because I would mute the TV and do it myself and, like, film it myself. <laughs> and I got, like, thousands of people watching me. No, I mean, to I be honest, do that. I don't mute, I don't mute the, the, the TV, but the, 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 the color guys, the play-by-play guys, their, their opinions don't bother me. I might disagree with him, but I'm not like, I can't listen to this guy. He's so biased. Well, you just have opinions, but it's still just kind of weird. I don't know. It's Troy being just doing but, Cowboys games always rubbing the wrong way. Yeah, that's that's fair. I can understand that. I I, I think sometimes he, he does try to remain unbiased, but I'm sure it peeks through every once in a while. But, like, when people just expect Chris Collinsworth to rip the refs and <laughs> you don't forget, there's a lot of contracts and handshake deals with the NFL and these, and these networks, like, they're not just free to say whatever they want. Like oh, this I isn't know. a free for all. And most people, I could do a better job than you'd get fired by the second game. If you really <laughs> took your approach to, you know, broadcasting a game with these networks, being paid by these networks and basically being in bed with the NFL, you'd be fired by game number two. 
So sorry, buddy. That's the way it works. And sometimes they don't say what you want them to say. Or sometimes, a lot of times what I say, and this is the last thing I'll say, because I know we've flown over the break here. The last thing I'll say is a lot of times when your team is getting destroyed, when you're on national television or your team is, you know, something didn't go their way, you're assuming bias by the, by the officials. And when it does go their way and when it does go your team's way, you're quiet as a church mouse. So just calm down for a second. I need you to be quiet at church as we, as we transition here. Um, <laughs> right, AM, Drive, <laughs> AM Drive the online with the Black Edition mug, only $14 plus fine print stuff. Um, Best morning show at the lowest price. When we come back, back in Brooklyn for Kyrie Irving, Um, Stafford's parade pummel, and no more tradition for, for Patrick Ewing at least, and Cody Jansen's going to pop on the show as well. Don't forget, Tom Crawford's coming up as well. AM Drive Twelve Sports. We need a commercial now. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for twenty-six dollar hoodies, sixteen dollar shirts, even thirteen dollar mugs. High quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Sports fans are gearing up at fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com. Officially licensed everything. Do you like online shopping? Jeff Bezos made online shopping better with Amazon. You can buy batteries. Get a TV. Even purchase your favorite soda. But wait. Do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twilight Sports. Next time you use Amazon, use www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Sign in and get shopping. It costs you nothing and helps us. That's www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks.
All right, and welcome back to NLL Thursday here on the AM Drive, presented by Vice Golf. And it's very simple. The best balls, the lowest price. They're shipped directly to your door. You've got to go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click that Vice Golf logo because they have been rapidly changing the game. Right to your door at the lowest price. It's better than anything out there. ViceGolf.com, or excuse me, MikeAndAaronDrive.com with Vice Golf, and it's a hole-in-one. Right, Mike? Yeah, you had a dream about talking too much, so that was... I, I'm going to go ahead and... Yeah, I had a dream about talking too much, and I need to stop talking. So I no, will tell you what. Right. I am going to put myself on mute, and then you don't have to worry. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm back. Wow. Well, that's funny. Okay. Let's I got get lime to... now. New, new flavor. <laughs> All right. Says, doctor says I'm not drinking enough water, so I got to flavor it up. Well, you always drink water on the show. Come on. That's about the only time I do it. Oh, good Lord. Shame on you. <laughs> All right. Rapid fire segment here. Right. Back in Brooklyn, New York City may lift the mask mandate, paving the way for net star Kyrie Irving. Aaron, thoughts on this? How long have I been saying? All he's got to do is hold out. All he's got to do is just, just stick to his principles, stick to his guns. Eventually, they'd back off or or find a new team. It made no sense to me the entire time that – Kyrie Irving was not allowed to play home games, but yet an unvaccinated person who was on a visiting team could come into the Barclays Center. Absolutely no sense to me. It's the dumbest thing ever, and I'm glad Kyrie. And you know I'm not a big Kyrie fan, but I'm glad he was able to stand his ground with this. To be fair, he almost single-handedly brought the Brooklyn Nets back in a game in a game before the All-Star break against the Miami Heat. He went berserk in the fourth quarter, so the NBA needs him back. You want to know something I ironic? I don't, but the NBA does. The ironic thing about it is, too, is if James Harden's biggest beef in Brooklyn was that Kyrie wouldn't get vaccinated, it seems kind of ironic that, like, what, a week after he's traded, Kyrie's allowed to play home games again? That's what you get for whining and moaning and fatting your way out of places you don't like to be. You just say fatting your way? Yes, moaning, all kind of stuff. Didn't he do that in Houston? Yes, he did. He got fat as crap and then randomly got skinny. Hmm. I, I remember that. That was pretty funny. Yes, it was. Parade Pummel. Um, Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford has apologized for not helping the lady that fell and broke her spine. Fractured. Calm down. Same dang thing. So pretty oh, – whatever. So pretty much – I love how Kelly Stafford, who, you know, is always in the limelight for God knows whatever reason, she has her own podcast because everyone has one of those nowadays. And she said, oh, I, I you know, he was going to go get help. No, actually, Kelly, he wasn't. Because he issued an apology saying, I'm sorry for not helping. <laughs> so someone's lying here, Aaron. Well, I don't know if necessarily someone's lying, but Matt Stafford's in the heat of maybe the biggest moment of his, well, definitely football career, but maybe one of the biggest moments of his life. Probably and drunk. probably drunk, maybe. Yeah, he, he, you know, he's apologizing for not actively himself helping, but we don't know that he didn't find somebody and say, hey, can we, check on this woman or, you know, Kelly, Kelly Stafford saying, Hey, check her, please. Like check on her. I don't know if anybody's necessarily lying. It's not the greatest look for the Stafford, uh, you know, family here, but at the same time, like, like I said, this is one of the biggest moments of his life. And I don't really fault him for if he at least made, which, I mean, no one really ever know. Fine with it. I mean, I'm not, I mean, they're covering the her hospital. What was the last part you just said? The last sentence you said? If 
I said if 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 he made any even the most minute attempt to you know try to seek help for her, then I have no problem with what happened. Right. I I was making sure you and I was doing great until that last little blunder. So <laughs> blurred. Damn it. <clears throat> All right. How about no more tradition? NBA Hall of Famer and oh, I, I realize I put all that in there. NBA <laughs> Hall of Famer and Georgetown coach Patrick Ewing is okay not having a handshake line post game. Wow, that's pretty crazy. What is your thoughts on this? I hate it. <laughs> I hate I hate his statement there. I mean, look, I love Patrick Ewing, but this is ridiculous. It's a show of sportsmanship. It's a show of class that you know after you guys battled. And you guys went to quote unquote war for how whatever game, you know, however long your game went, that you guys stand up there, look each other in the eyes, and have a touch of class and sportsmanship to say, you know what? Good game, well fought. Now, has it happened before in the past where people haven't shaken people's hands? Yes. And we've pointed it out. And it's traditionally, I mean, Tom Brady, uh, LeBron James have done it in the past, and it blew up into this psycho, you know, media frenzy thing. Coaches have done it in the past. I don't like it. I think, you know, you go to battle against a team. Everyone comes out alive. It's not. But it's it's a, show of, it's a show of respect, you know, for your opponent, for the coach. And, yes, do some things get out of hand like the Juan Howard incident? Sure, it happens sometimes. I don't can't remember anything that's gone that far. But I don't know. I don't like these comments. I think it's a little bit ridiculous. And as great as you sound, Cody sounds better. Cody! Okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm ruining this guy right now. Cody, what's going on, man? Not much. Just, uh, you know, getting ready for game day. We're, we're a couple of days away now, so obviously things are exciting and, you know, not a quiet 24 hours in Rush Nation. All right, cut the crap. Go ahead and tell me what's going on here. We got a trade going on, Cody. I'm sorry. I love this guy. Hey, no, I mean, it was, uh, it, it was something that was, you know, there was rumblings around it, obviously, like there's no need to sugarcoat it. They, there was definitely, you know, an interest in adding someone new between the crease and then with Eric Petty becoming available, you know, and he's a guy who Saskatchewan's familiar with. He played five seasons in Vancouver. He played on the Burnaby Lakers in 2019 with, you know, uh, Robert Church, Matt Beers, Bobby Kidd the Third, Tristan Wright. Like there, there's a lot of connections there that do make sense. And obviously, you know, coming into the season, we had talked with Derek Keenan a lot. And, you know, he was like, hey, you know what? I, I I'm comfortable with shoot being the number one guy here. He gave him the opportunity. I think that, you know, there's going to be it's not like an uprising. It's not like, oh my goodness, we can't trust Adam shoot at all. Like that, that's not the case here. I, I think the interest in adding Eric Penny is now we've got a goaltender with a different style. And I, and I was talking with Paul day, you know, Penny's coach in Philly this morning already. And, and every coach is going to give you that same answer of like, oh, so like, what, what can you say? I was like, oh, great guy, you know, works hard. Would love to have him on my team. You know, every coach is going to give you that same answer, but Paul really didn't. And, and that's kind of what I respect about him is he said, he plays a different style. He plays a blocking style. He's a really good blocking goaltender. And he's honestly, he's on one of the toughest travel schedules you can have in the league. He's living out West in Vancouver and he's traveling 12 hours, you know, going through Toronto every week just to get to Philly. So 
does that affect your performance? I, I believe it does. I fully believe it yeah. does. You know, L travel schedule is tough enough. Now you're putting your goaltender on a 12 hour flight, you know, not 12 hour direct flight, but like you get what I'm saying. It's a 12 hour travel day for him every weekend. And then instead, now you're going to Saskatchewan where, you know, it can be a direct flight, Vancouver to Saskatoon, boom, hour and a half, two hours. And all of a yeah, sudden nice. you're there. So that that's night and day difference right there. Plus he brought up the blocking style, which is different than Adam shoot and Peter Dubinsky did, you know, they are more active goaltenders. They're more lateral movers. They bring that dynamic where th those have been some of the goals that have really hurt the rush. Those are some of the, you know, the, the ones that deflate you is an outside shot that gets passed that, that, that shouldn't get through. You know, it's, it's not like there's a lot of them happening, but at the end of the day, one or two is a difference maker. And I think the rush have lost what four of their six games by two or less goals or mm. something. It reminds me of the cracking. Like that was one of my biggest like things with Grubauer was I was saying, Hey, why can you block every hard shot with a one from like 30 feet out? Like, what is this crap? Not saying Adam shoot didn't get all this, but you're right. What do we give up? What did the rush give up for this guy? Or, or do we know that yet? So they gave up the 23rd overall pick and, and they moved down 10 spots essentially because they got a second round pick. It, it's weird. The first round is, you know, like there's 23 picks in the first round. It, it doesn't make sense, but I, it, it's because of the expansion draft since they, they lost Thompson. They get, uh, or. Oh, they lost Hossack. It's something with the expansion draft. Sorry, guys. I'm just a train of thought. There's a lot going through here right now. But, you know, they, they get a, you know, a whatever pick on the, on the side for them. So the, there's a lot of picks in the first round. But they essentially, they moved down 10 spots in the draft. So I don't know, guys. I mean, I, I'm not one to, to assess something too early. But I think that's a pretty fair move. To add to your depth in the crease, you move down 10 draft picks. It's not a huge risk. It's not like you're giving up a first and a top prospect and something you can't get back here. It's something where you're moving down a depth pick in the draft and you're getting a guy who, you know, you, you hope can push to be the starter of the Saskatchewan rush. Go ahead, you know, you, you said that and actually goes, yeah, that's actually what I'm going to lead to my next question here was, I feel like the reason this move was made is because they still, despite being two and six and fifth in the uh, in the division, there I think they've got to still feel like they uh, are competitive. You know, they're still going to be in a playoff hunt and everything. But also, the other situation I look at is they're just not scoring much. So is this a way to okay? We're going to score a lot. We need to play better defense. Is that what's the mindset behind this the trade approach? So, and Jeff McCollum said it best. He said, Hey, you know what? I think our defense has been great this season outside of one bad quarter in Vancouver where they were really bad. That's, that's a simple way to put it. They were, they were not good, but for the most of the part of the season, they've been good. And, and this should be a core. This is a very experienced core. They should be able to win ball games eight, seven, and they should be able to win them 16, 15, you know, the, this. This is a dynamic team that should be able to beat you however you want to play. And they just haven't done that this year. And I think that that's part of the reason why Derek Keenan went out and made this move. I, I think that part of the reason is he's saying, hey, I'm not giving up on this team yet. I still think that there's more that I can do to you know, give the, this locker room a better chance to win. 
And I think that's why he went about with adding goaltending depth because it's not so much of, oh, Adam shoot cost us a game here. You know, it's, this is the reason we're losing. He's, you know, it's, it's a simple move of, I think I can make this team better. It's not going to cost us a lot. So why not? You know, it's, it's not a huge risk to take here, guys. You're, you're adding a goaltender and you're moving down 10 spots in the draft and Maybe it's a swing and a miss, you know, maybe it doesn't work out, but there's also the chance that it's, Hey, maybe we just moved down 10 spots in the draft and we just got ourselves a starting goaltender this year. Fair enough. Cody, one more thing. You guys are playing the mammoth this weekend. You, it is a home game, but you will be on the radio call this time. Any thoughts on the mammoth game? I mean, this seems like a make or break one. Chris Corbeil, the captain of the team, said it's a must-win game now. You know, that's what it feels like to these guys. That's the mentality in the dressing room. And, and I mean, you know, Colorado does still have some guys on IR. I don't know if Edwards is going to be available. I don't know if Labar is going to be available. So time's going to tell of, of, you know, what type of team they're going to be getting. But end of the day, versus Saskatchewan, your offense has to show up for 60 minutes. And I think if they do that, we're talking about a completely different season here. All of a sudden, you're only three games under 500. You've got five or four more games left against teams you're chasing. You've still got five more home games left. Your lone East games against Rochester, it's a very winnable game. And, And so I think for Saskatchewan, this weekend could really determine the trajectory of their season. Ooh. Aaron, help Cody wrap us up here. Yeah, Cody, obviously we always appreciate the insight here on this NLL Thursday. Uh, Callum Crawford coming up next. Anything, uh, any message for him from the Rush (laughs) Nation? Callum's an awesome player, man. He's a special treat. We've got the pleasure of watching so much in the NLL. And it's awesome to see him having a great season, too. So uh, it's cool you guys got him on. He's a good guy. I mean, he's well-respected around the league. And, oh, my goodness. I mean, he's just lightening up this year. (laughs) Like, age doesn't matter to him. So appreciate you guys having me on, as always. Absolutely. Cody. We are definitely looking forward to another stint with Cody sometime in the near future. But next segment, we do have Riptide Stud. Callum Crawford coming on the show. So we're going to go ahead and go to a commercial break here. When we come back on the other side, don't go anywhere. We've got a great interview coming up. It's the AM Drive here on 12 Ounce Sports. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs. High quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. 
I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Sports fans are gearing up at fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Do you like online shopping? Jeff Bezos made online shopping better with Amazon. You can buy batteries, get a TV, even purchase your favorite soda. But wait, do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twilight Sports. Next time you use Amazon, use www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Sign in and get shopping. It costs you nothing and helps us. That's www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks. If you want the best in sports merchandise, even NLL merchandise, you got to go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click the F for all things fanatics, including National Lacrosse League. It is my pleasure to announce our awesome guest on NL Thursday, Callum Crawford of the New York Riptide, who, from what I can tell, is an absolute awesome player. What's up, Callum? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming yeah, on. My pleasure. Thank you. For sure. Okay, Callum, you were the veteran on a one in seven Riptide team. We all had we had Jake Fox on here on Sports Center Top Play a couple weeks ago. Talk to us about leadership and how much you pride yourself on helping guys like Jake not get their heads down during a one in seven season. Yeah, I, I think my approach is on this team, especially and in general, to leadership is a little different. I, I'm not the uh, vocal command the group or you know say the right thing at all the times to the to the masses within the locker room. Um, I'm more of a work and, and try to talk to guys individually. Um, and, and my approach isn't so much about the now. My approach is is about longevity and their lives. You know, not just how do we get out of one and seven and I'm talking to them and, and, but it's, uh, you know, listening about just their life and if there's what's going on and, and whatnot and having somebody to talk to and vent to, and I understand how life can contribute to your on floor production and whatnot. So, so my approach to leadership is, you know, we've got Danny Mac, we've got uh demo, we've got, we've got guys who are vocal in, in those ways, in the right ways. Um, I, I more like to kind of lead on a personal basis and, and share my experiences thoughts and and be there to uh support the guys as they need i love that you said that because i was actually not expecting that answer which is why i love asking the guys like you who have been around you said that like you like getting on them on a personal level i know some of these guys do like the the, the part-time jobs as well what are some of the things that you found from your players but from your teammates 
that have really that you've seen or like that you found interesting? Uh, just everybody. I think this is that's the story of the NLL, right? We all come from different wakes of life, and and we have we did a great learning experience as a team in the sense of just uh, we had a roundtable of bringing up kind of experiences in life and struggles and memories and stuff like that. And we got to learn a lot about each person and, and a lot of guys opened up, uh, deeply opened up to the group. So we got to kind of understand a little bit of what, what is going on with each person and, you know, where they're coming from and everything. So I think that is, is the most important and just learning, you know, I had a good talk with uh, Tyson Gibson a couple of weeks ago and just listening to, you know, where he's at, he's in a good place and, and how excited he is for, you know, where he is and how much he can devote to his lacrosse now with a, a bit of a life change for himself. So um, when you hear that positive kind of message, you know, there's going to be good things coming from that guy who probably is, is underproducing from what he expects of himself. I can see how great he is and, and everything he does, but I know the, the bar he has for himself and, and whatnot, and he doesn't feel he's playing there, but I think kind of this, this change where he can concentrate a lot on his lacrosse and stuff. Uh, we're going to see the fruits of that coming up in these next few weeks. I think it's exciting. Uh, I think you'll see a, a very different version of him because of how devoted he's going to be to kind of his craft and being help, uh, being happy, right? So those are the things that kind of stand out to me and and whatnot. And there isn't a need for me to speak. We have a lot of guys speaking, coaches. There's not much to say to the group. I think everybody knows we need to win. We need to be better. We need to figure this out. Um, and, and just regardless whether we're one and seven and if we were seven and one. Uh, I'm more interested and concerned about these young guys having long, successful careers than uh, just us winning right now. And obviously, I want to win. I'm so competitive. Well, of course. But, uh, when you genuinely care about somebody, you care about them long term and not, not just do for my for me, which would be helping me win. Um, I genuinely care and, and want to see these guys have long careers. I've, I've figured out a recipe of how to do it in the terms of sacrifices and, and stuff. So I like to be able to be there to share my opinion. Doesn't mean it's right to longevity, but just share my, my take on it and stuff. And, and that's kind of my, my play on, on leadership is, is like I said, it's just different. We've got guys who are doing all the right things for the group collectively and stuff. And um, my approach has always just been a little bit different. I got a lot of lead by example, if anything, um, and speaking of leading by example, I mean, you, you got 50 points on the season, and that's good for fifth in the NLL. So you're also 37 years old, not to throw you under the bus here, but do you ever plan on slowing down, Callum? I have. I'm not even playing well. Like, legitimately, I, I don't say this is a uh, wow. – stats lie, you know, and, and that's the thing about our sport and any other sport is – we judge success a lot individually based off what the numbers say. And, and at times, numbers don't lie, and, and they're there. And don't get me wrong, I'm not playing my worst season by any means, but I'm nowhere close to what I was two years ago, three years ago, and stuff like that. And sure, statistics are there in the sense, but there's there's a lot of bad that I'm doing that is not overly helping this team that I I need to figure out. And, um, and that's why I, I try to – you know, the kids I coach is, is don't determine whether you played well based off the numbers and the statistics because there's they're not always telling the true story of what's happening. And um, I have a high expectation and bar for myself, and that's maybe why I'm, I'm a little bit hard on myself right now. But um, statistically, I'm doing well. Clearly, as a team, my contribution to winning is not there. I've had some opportunities to, to you know, win the game for our teams a few times, and I wasn't able to step up in those moments and do it. And those are the things that stand out to me. So, uh 
you know, although I, I appreciate the, uh, the excitement of the numbers and, and, and they're great for those things, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't actually feel I'm playing overly well. I bet you, if you had a, a true honest conversation with our coaches, they'd probably be like, we, we need more. Um, they probably would give you the politically correct answer saying, yeah, he's doing great and whatnot. But uh, if I was them, I'd say we need him to do more and, and limit, you know, turnovers and, and these things. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I have slowed down in certain things. Um, but it's an opportunity for me to try to be better at other things. So I'm hoping, you know, we steer the ship that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know that, you know, what you say, the coach speak, they'll always need more. But, you know, to me, you know, being 10th all time in points right now is incredible. And you're very close to 400 goals, too. Is that sort of a milestone? And I know, you, you know, you're talking about the team play, too, but I want to dive into the individual play here. But, you know, getting 400 goals, is that something obviously that would be a huge accomplishment, at least in your mind? Yeah, I actually did that a few weeks ago. I already hit the 400 mark. Um, did I? I, missed, I must have miscounted. No, I apologize. I was seeing like <laughs> no, it was good. 390 and it was 410 on some parts. I didn't, yeah, no, I hit it in the, the Buffalo game, actually. So uh, getting that monkey off the back was was great because we had a couple guys who kept bringing it up. And I'm a big <laughs> believer. You don't talk about these things, right? Right. Um, it's like a, a no-hitter in a game. You just you don't talk about it because then you just get your mind thinking about those things. So uh I was excited when that was done and over just so that uh, there wasn't any buzz or talk and, and just concentrate on what matters and, and is trying to win. No, fair enough. We talked to Jake and we talked to a couple other guys in the NLL. I'm sorry you had to talk to Jake. How painful must have that been? <laughs> uh, he was great. Absolutely great. I, he I, made I don't, fun of my Colts. <laughs> yeah, he did make fun of your Colts. That's right. He's a Bears guy. Uh, but, uh, you know, the one question we ask uh, everyone who comes on the show here is, you know, take us through a week in your life, because obviously, like you said, you're not always, you know, right there with the team. Guys have to travel. Um, just take us through a week in your life, uh, you know, as a player for the Riptide. And of course, obviously your personal life as well. For sure. I get to, I get the privilege of working in lacrosse all day, every day. I'm a, uh, I'm a lacrosse coach. I run a lacrosse program. I'm a program director as well. Uh, we're in actual high school season right now. So I'm also a high school coach. Um, so I, I'm coaching basically four o'clock until nine 30 every single day. Uh, but I also am a father of, of two wonderful challenging boys. And uh, <laughs> so my day starts with their day, you know, when my, my youngest is kind of, or my, sorry, my oldest gets up at like six 30 every day minimum. So uh, it starts with him getting those guys ready for school off to school. And then I go right from dropping them off at school to, uh, to our training facility that we have out here and put in, you know, two, three hours on, I'm getting myself ready for training with Ryan Fournier, Tyler Thompson, um, to just stay in shape, figure out some some lacrosse stuff and all that stuff. So from there, I head home. I sit in front of my computer for a few hours working on the business and preparing for seasons and stuff and coach all night, travel from Oklahoma to wherever the game is every Friday, come back every Sunday wow. and do it all over again. I still have 50 points on the season. <laughs> How is – I ain't doing that to you, but still um, – how so, Dawson and Nash are they lacrosse fans yet? They are, yes. They actually came. Uh, so Dawson, when we I played in Colorado, he was one, I think, and then two. So I think his first and second birthday might have been there, or generally around the time. So he would come to our games, and that was for me. That was the most fulfilling moment. Was you know I go to the glass uh, before every game after the anthem just to you know give him wow. a kiss or whatever, and I go see him after every game, win or lose. So that was awesome. Uh, with the moves and everything, you know, being out of Colorado and, and family not living in the market that I played in, 
my youngest hasn't really had an opportunity to see me play yet. But uh, kudos to uh, the Riptide who brought my family out to the the first game, and you know my little guy was able to see me for the first time. So that kind of, you know, that's what it's about. As you get older and you have kids, I tell these guys, you know, that's that's the most important part. Of it it wow. beats any any other feeling, any statistic, any win, any championship is is your kids being able to see what you do and understand what you're doing at the level that you do. Um, you know, everybody or a lot of people play sports, but it's, you know, we're doing something unique. And for our kids to be able to say, Hey, that's my dad out there. I think that's, uh, that's, incredible. that's a great feeling and great accomplishment that hopefully they'll, uh, they'll always be excited about for their lives. Wow. Absolutely. Um, uh, I wanted to get back yeah. to the, uh, sorry, Mike, I wanted to get back to the impulse lacrosse club here and, and what you do, you know, with this developing, what is a growing sport here in in the U.S. that not a lot of people know a lot about. We're learning about it here uh, as we go. We've we've cut our teeth on the uh, NLL here a little bit as well. But uh, you know, how has this club been, you know, an influence in Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all places, to you know, recruiting, developing just the the sport in general. Yeah, uh, lacrosse was going when we first got here. Uh, I think it had been relatively in the state at a, at a you know, entry level uh, for about six to eight years before we got here. So there were kids playing. Okay. Uh, I think we came in and we kind of tried it to, and we're still in the, in the battle of it, but creating a culture of lacrosse. Um, lacrosse has always been the sport that accepted anybody and everybody, right? I think it's why there's so much passion for it is it's not necessarily the sport that the genetic freaks are always going to and the kids that couldn't quite cut it in those those genetically needed sports like football and basketball lacrosse is, is an outlet for them and it's a sport that always accepts them um but what comes with that is a different approach to sport where uh you know lacrosse is a recreation sport and accepting sport and something i do because my friends are doing it creating trying to and we're still trying to create a culture that we treat lacrosse no different than we treat football basketball baseball in the sense of culture and um commitment and stuff so we've come in and really created that type of culture where you know taking the game as serious as we take anything else um and and trying to and the reason for it is is to help kids ultimately get to college to play in college and get them to realize uh that it is a realistic goal and teach them the skills and commitment levels to be able to do it um a lot of people preach and, and clubs preach about getting kids to school that's part of what we do, but it's also making sure our kids stay at school. Um, a kid from this region has that's going to go, you know, NCAA or Division One is probably always been the best player in everything he's done. Right? Huh. He's never he's never sucked. He's never been the bottom of the depth chart for, to be able to make it at that level out of a place like Oklahoma. We need to prepare these guys to understand they're going to go into a program that has kids from all over the country and probably be the worst day one. Right? right. And getting them to understand the work ethic, the commitment, the expectation level. So a lot of what we do for them too is, is to get them to understand the road ahead of them as well. And I think that's such an important piece of this is a lot of programs. It's just, Hey, I got these guys here and that's great. We want to see our kids thrive at college, you know, see it through because we understand what having NCAA athlete on your resume will do for them for the rest of their lives. Um, so that's a big part of what we do. And then at the younger ages, obviously it's teaching the game at the highest level or trying to, um, really focusing on lacrosse IQ and standard of education is everything we do. And that just translates to that ultimate goal later on, right? For us as a program, we're not looking at how many 
games or tournaments we can win at these young ages. We want the kids to care about that, but we really try to teach our parents about the focus of what does it look like when they're playing, whether they're winning or losing, right? Is it starting to look more like the lacrosse you see on TV when you're watching NCAA? Um, And that's what we're striving for is creating a higher level of play because we know that level of play is what's going to translate to that next level. So that's the focus of our club. We love it. We've put, I think we've been here for just over three years. I think we've put over 20 kids into the NCAA since we've been here. So we're going to keep that going because that's what the, the most important part is. That's incredible. Absolutely. Cal, before I take it down here, I want to get some personal plugs for you, but I have another question for your bonus question. Yeah. Do you think Oklahoma could support an NLL franchise? I think it'd be great. NLL. Uh, so there is, and I don't know if this is factual, oh? your rumors, but the one of the, I don't know if it's one owner or numerous owners that owns uh, Fort Worth. I think they have like a territory of Oklahoma if he ever wants to start a, wow. a team. I've heard rumors years ago of people saying there's somebody that wants a team in Oklahoma City. Um, and I think that was the same guy. So I do think he has a goal of it. Um, I, the one... I go back and forth. I never thought Saskatchewan would be a successful franchise. Oh. No real lacrosse there, right? I never thought they would. And God, was I wrong. Um, right. Fan base loves it. I think the big part of it is, is they don't have other sports really, right? That people yeah. can really attach to this professional sport and love it. And the experience obviously is amazing. The game itself is incredible. So getting them in the door was a lot easier because they don't have an alternative really. Um, Oklahoma, other than the Thunder, right, doesn't have – professional sports um they have the, the thunder so for sure that's a competing entity but outside of that it's all college right and we're not really competing with college football early on in the season we are that's done but after college football is done i don't there isn't anything crazy uh so that's the part that i've changed my stance if you would have asked me you know three years ago if i thought they could have a team i'd say no um but now it's you know i think it could i think the population's there um, it could be something uh, for more people, just to, you know, more sports for people to dive into, and it's at the right time of year because it's not like it's a hockey market um, that's competing. So uh, yes, I think it could, maybe not too soon, but as we got to grow the lacrosse community and everything, um, it'd be an exciting place. I think uh, you know we have people who love sports, Oklahoma as much as the United States, but really in Oklahoma, it is a sports state. They love their sports. They are so attached and absorbed to it. So. Uh, I think it would would do well. Awesome. Very cool. I uh, I have to say though, uh, if it doesn't work out with the Riptide next year, I live here in Vegas, and we'd love to have you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a, a rich Lisk and Jim Veltman and Lattisor conversation. You you get the inside scoop because uh, if they're going to give me the boot, then we can talk about it. I, I think I've got at Fair least enough. one more, two more years in me before I hang them up. So. Oh man! I think I think you do. I think you do. Love it. Even though you say you're playing not so well, I I, I love it, Calum. Thank you for being an awesome guest. Give me some personal plugs before we let you go here. Anything you want to plug or tell us about? Nothing crazy, guys. I'm excited for Vegas, though. You guys are gonna fall in love with the sport. I think it's gonna be a fun place. We might leave uh, a few good men behind every weekend we play there, but uh, it's uh, you know I'm excited for what you guys have coming up. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much, man. It's been, it's been awesome. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you again. All right. When we come back, that was an awesome interview. We come back, we'll wrap up that interview. We'll talk about the commissioner of 
the National Lacrosse League, and of course, we'll do our pickums here for the week number 13. 13? 13 yes. in the NLS. Stick and stay, it's the AM Drive here on this NLL Thursday. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs, high quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, do you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Sports fans are gearing up at fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com. Officially licensed everything. Do you like online shopping? Jeff Bezos made online shopping better with Amazon. You can buy batteries. Get a TV. Even purchase your favorite soda. But wait. Do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twilight Sports. Next time you use Amazon, use www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Sign in and get shopping. It costs you nothing and helps us. That's www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks. All right, and welcome back here to the last segment of NLL Thursday here on the AM Drive. And we are presented by Sling TV. It's very simple. If you want to ditch the expensive cable packages with hundreds of channels that you never watch, Get to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click that Sling TV logo today. You can watch live sports hit shows, breaking news, and so much more. They have free trial offers, or you can just get your 30-channel package starting at $35 a month. No long-term contracts. Mike, they got to make the smart choice and become a slinger today. Slinger! I want to give a huge shout-out to our guest, Cody Jansen, for all the rush talk, and Callum Crawford for being humble 
funny and just plain awesome. Thanks to and both of you guys. Good at what he does. And good at what yes. he does. Um, this has been an NLL Thursday here on this February 24th on the AM Drive. Let's get into this first. Nick Sakovich, the form the NLL commissioner right now, is decided after this season, after six amazing seasons of growing the brand, Popple, um, he is going to step away. There is rumblings that he could, you know, move on to a better thing which is obviously earned at this point. What are your thoughts on them replacing an awesome commissioner? Yeah, it seems like he's been very successful for the league in expansion, among other things. Um, you know, I'm happy to see that the league is in a good spot. You know, you're on you know great networks, et cetera, and expanding into where I'm at here in Vegas. So Right. Super looking forward to that. Obviously, wish him well, but it looks like uh, Deputy Commissioner Jessica Berman will assume the commissioner duties. So, uh, at least in an interim basis. So we'll see. So, obviously, we have you know advancement for women in sports as well. So that's obviously another plus to this situation. That's amazing. Um, shout out um the commissioner for what he's done. Um, Nick Sakovich, wish you the best and thank you. And I'm glad we were to, we were to see him for his final year, technically. I mean, he's yeah. still got the rest of the season to roll out, so we'll see. Absolutely. All right, Aaron, there are six games this weekend, and all of them are on Saturday. So it's time for our picks. The Thunderbirds at the Philadelphia Wings. This is going to be a good matchup here. Halifax coming off a big-time win in their first home game of the season. Aaron, I've got <laughs> the Wings to win this game. Yeah, I'm with the Wings as well. They uh, they've been putting up a lot of a lot of points there. They're pretty good in the barn. Halifax hasn't had to leave their own barn for a while. They're uh, one and one away from home. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Philadelphia in this one to get the win. Alrighty, the Toronto Rock against the New York Riptide. Aaron, I'll be I'll be honest. It's hard not becoming a Riptide fan right now when Jake Fox and Calvin Crawford have been so awesome. My ties are with Cody. This is tough though. Thankfully, it's the Riptide against the Toronto Rock, though. In this game, Aaron, who you got? Well, unfortunately, the Riptide are winless at home. No more. We're going to take the Riptide. Crawford gets a hattie, and Riptide win this game over the Toronto Rock, getting them back on the board at 2-7, and seven, climbing up the charts here. Let's go, Riptide. I'm going with the Riptide heart and head over everything. So I actually thought they were going to win, and Callum just will put in marker right now. There All right, is. Buffalo Bennett's and the Rochester Nighthawks. Bennett's are hard to beat. After losing, they won again. Aaron, Rochester penalty kills are pretty good, but I still think that Buffalo Bennett's win a closer game than expected here. Yeah, Bennett's win. This team is incredible. So <laughs> not much more to say there. All right, Saskatchewan Rush, another team that we – Try to have ties to and also try to stay unbiased here against the Colorado Mammoth. Another guy we've interviewed, Andrew McBride there. Um, Aaron, I've got the rush to pull on a big-time win, but it's going to be tough. This game is in Saskatchewan, correct? Yes. Yeah, I know that uh, Colorado and, and Saski kept it close uh, in their last meeting last week, so we're looking at a uh, rematch here of sorts. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Saskatchewan. I'm going to take the rush at home here to get this win with our boy Cody on the call, on the radio call. Come on, sports radio. <laughs> um, Quickly here, Panther City, Vancouver Warriors. 
I don't want to do it. But I'm I'm going to go with Panther City. I got to tell him one more time here. I'm on the fade train. Let's go, Warriors. <laughs> Albany Firewolves, San Diego Seals. I'm going with Albany in the upsets. Uh, just for difference of opinion, San, I've seen San Diego. Uh, they they're, they've won six in a row here. I'm gonna I'm gonna take them to keep rolling here. Seven in a row. Uh, San Diego wins this one. Take us home. All right, that's gonna do it. What an awesome NLL Thursday. Special thanks again to Cody Jansen play-by-play of The Rush, and, of course, Callum Crawford for coming on, taking time out of his busy week. Tomorrow we will return. Make sure, until then, you visit the sponsors at MikeAndAaronDrive.com and the socials at AMDriveTV. We'll be back 10 a.m. Eastern time with our Friday show. So for Michael Carvelis, I am Aaron Crouch. We appreciate you guys listening, tuning in, supporting, and all that jazz, and we will see you tomorrow. Drive safe.